welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Prophetic blessings, that's the topic of today, number 6, 22 to 27. I read from the NLT version. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you, amen, and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. God instructed Moses, commanded Moses to tell Aaron, the priest, and the sons that they should pronounce a blessing upon the Israelites in a particular manner. And he said, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. People of this age, we are not too particular about blessings. People are not bothered. Uh, this generation, they don't consider it as anything. Because a blessing is intangible. You can't see it. In this day and age, people are more concerned about what they can handle, what they can touch, what they can see, what they can feel. But a blessing is potent. When somebody who has authority over you blesses you, God said, I will also bless you in turn. If your earthly father blesses you and it comes from the bottom of his heart, that blessing is powerful. If your pastor blesses you and it comes from the belly of his heart, that blessing will go a long way. If an anointed man of God blesses you, from the depth of his heart, it will also go a long way. Blessings and curses are released with the words that we speak. Aaron and so they have to say the blessing for the blessing to stick. It's my prayer God will give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Jacob and Esau, they fought for their inheritance. They fought for a blessing. It mattered to them too much that Esau for a long time couldn't forgive his brother because he stole the blessing. So never you joke when a man of God blesses you. When somebody who has authority over you pronounces a blessing over you, never you joke with it. Your life can accelerate a long way if you do that, or your life can stagnate. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 17, say be careful with those who to pretend over you. So let them do the job with joy so that you will not pay for it. In other words, when your pastor is happy with you, it's a good thing. When your earthly father is happy with you, it's a good thing. When he's not happy with you, do something about it. You see, mercy is needed. Believe me sincerely. If you don't appreciate God's mercy, you better appreciate it now. If there's any time we need mercy, if there's any time we should be grateful for God's mercies, it is this time. Because the Bible says categorically that it is of the mercies of the Lord we are not consumed. That you're a living soul this moment is just because of God's mercy. I told you about somebody who made a video. He was admonishing about coronavirus. He be careful about coronavirus. He said, observe social distancing. He said, wear your mask. He was doing all that. He produced the video, and of course, he presented it to the world. And this same guy, a few days or weeks down the line, he died of COVID-19. How do you explain that? So when you talk about mercy... God said, look, it is my prerogative. So I will choose to have compassion on one, and I will choose to have <laughs> no compassion on the other. So it is of the lost message we are not consumed. The Bible says that message is renewed every day. So we don't joke with mercy. It's about God's goodness towards you. I don't know about you, but I don't joke with it. Because 
mercy of God will not give you what you deserve. Yes, David suffered for his sins, but the due recompense for his sins was meted out to him. He suffered for his sins. The sword never left his household. His son, Absalom, made a shame of him. He was sleeping with his concubines in public glare. So David paid. He was chased out of the palace, chased out of Jerusalem. He paid for his sins. But the same David is also the man after God's heart. The throne of David is forever established. Nothing is going to shake it. Because God chose to have mercy on David. He says, it's not of him that wills. It's not of him that roars. It's of God that shows mercy. Life is funny. Favor doesn't always go to men of skill, nor bread to those who have the know-how. The smartest guy doesn't always carry the day. The fastest guy doesn't always win the race. It is time and chance. Being at the right place at the right time is God positioning you. Is God showing you mercy. Is God making you to walk in a particular path. Yes, you will do your work, but with God's mercy upon your work, you'll be a huge success. And I see mercy coming upon you like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Mercy will never expire over your family. God told David, I will not take my mercy from you like I took it from your predecessor. So God's mercy is expired over the house of Saul. But God's mercy never expired over the house of David. I prophesy to you again, God's mercies will never expire over your family in the mighty name of Jesus. God also told in Psalm 89, told David, that if your children misbehave, I will spank them. I will beat them with the rod, but I will never take my mercy. So it will never be said in Israel that they will never have anyone to occupy the throne of Israel. He said so. So as long as the covenant of their night will remain, also my covenant David will remain forevermore. So, Mercy matters a lot. Another thing we want to also pray, we want to also pronounce blessing upon you, is righteousness. The Bible says in Psalm 11, verse 7, Psalm 11, verse 7, it says, God is righteous. God loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. He also said in Psalm 23, verse 3, Psalm 23, verse 3, that God restores our souls and he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Is my prayer God will establish in righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer those areas of our life that Satan is targeting, that Satan knows this is your weak point, what you call the Achilles heel, he knows it. He knows those areas that if he targets very well, you will succumb. God will farm up those areas in the mighty name of Jesus. God is righteous. God loves righteousness, and God always beholds the righteous. The Bible says his eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. The matter of destiny is also very, very critical. And you know, when you get to heaven, God will not ask you how many degrees you earned when you are here on earth. Yes, God will ask you, how did you fear vis-a-vis my plans for you? How did you fear vis-a-vis the divine mandate you carry. Everybody carries a divine mandate. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5, said that the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I undid you a prophet to the nations. The God that has plans for hands, that's one of the smallest creatures. And one of the plans he has for hands is to tell man how to be diligent. You will see the hands, they work together, teamwork, collaboration. They will build hand hills. They are never tired. So if God will have a purpose for the minutest, one of the smallest creatures, how much more? God has a purpose for the lion. The lion is telling man how to be bold, how to be courageous. So God has a purpose for animals. How much more you think about it? Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And he ordained you for good works. Amen? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. So 
God has ordained you for something particular. And it's my prayer you will not just discover your purpose, you will also develop and you also deploy that purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. When you stand before your maker, you will not be ashamed. When you stand before God, you will hear him tell you, Oh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He said, I gave you one city to oversee, and you oversaw it very well. That will multiply your benefits. That will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Paul the apostle said that it pleased God that God separated him from his mother's womb, and God called him by grace that he might preach the unsearchable riches of God to the Gentiles. So, there's a particular mandate of God over your life. Whether you realize it or not, it is just the truth. And you will find it. You will be a man that is full of good works. And you will leave an indelible legacy on this side of eternity. You see, some people, when they die, they still speak. That's big. Miles Moreau, literally every day, I just stumbled on him. The man is far gone, but he's still speaking. But see, some people, even though they are dead, they are still speaking. In other words, your legacy will be indelible. Your legacy will be so gigantic in the mighty name of Jesus. But there's an admonition there. Make A while the sun shines. The Bible says, Jesus said, I will do the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man will be able to walk again. You don't have all seasons. Amen? Now is summertime. Thank God for your life. You are strong, energetic. You are still youthful. That is great. This is the time to do the work of the Lord because the winter time will come. Winter is coming. That believe me, even your bones will be clacking. And you know, time goes so fast. It's actually scary these days. Brethren, we don't have forever on this side of eternity. One day is one day. You will stand before your maker. And the measuring stick will be, look, how did you share vis-a-vis the kingdom of God? How much assistance did you give the kingdom of God? How much did you help one soul, two souls, several souls to find Jesus? What did you do vis-a-vis the divine mandate you carry? Is my prayer once again you will not be ashamed standing before your maker in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you will think of heaven? And you'll be relevant on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer your decision making on earth will be because you are thinking of heaven. Amen. Your reflections of heaven will make you decide you know, how to live your life here on this side of eternity. It's my prayer in every decision making you will take going forward, you will think of heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. And your sense of heaven will make you make right decisions here on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. We also have to pray against fear. Fear is palpable in this time. No wonder God said that fear not. Bible scholars told us that thing came out 366 times in the Bible. One fear not for every day, including the leap year. In other words, fear is palpable. And in these times we are living in, people are actually afraid. The Bible says men's heart will fill them for fear. The Bible says to you, say, don't be afraid for the terror by night. So there are terrors by night. Say, don't be afraid for the arrow that flies by day. Say, don't be afraid of the pestilence that walk in darkness. Say, don't be afraid of destruction that waste at noonday. So there's destruction at noonday, pestilence in darkness, arrows that fly by day. And God told us, he said, don't be afraid of it. Because fear punishes its victims. When you've allowed fear to take over you, it torments your soul. People die before their time because of fear. People fall ill because of fear. So if there's one thing to actually attack, it is fear. And fear is a spirit. There's what we call evil foreboding. Evil foreboding means you have evil expectation all the time. Evil foreboding means you are living in apprehension that something bad is about to happen. You know, it's just there. 
You can't shake it off. Even though you pray, you study the scripture, somehow it's holding you captive. It's a dark shadow cast upon your mind. I rebuke that spirit of fear in Jesus' mighty name. I command that spirit of fear to go in the mighty name of Jesus. No more being tormented by fear because you are the tormentor. You are the one to torment the peddler of fear. You are the one to torment Satan. Not you being tormented. Job said, the things I feared most has happened to me. Job 3 verse 25. That was why Satan had the audacity to go to God. Because fear is to Satan what faith is to God. Every time he was making sacrifices for his children, that they would do well, they would be protected. But he was praying, but he was praying in fear. He was offering sacrifices to God in fear. The only prayer point he had was just his children and so on and so forth. But because he didn't use the word of God to check out the fear, he didn't speak. One way we also do with faith is to speak. We don't speak the fear, we speak the faith. We starve our doubts and we declare the word of God. We don't speak our fear, we speak our faith. Because the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. We don't confess the fears, we confess our faith. And it's my prayer, God will help us. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Psalm 16 verse 8, the psalmist said, I've said the Lord always before me, because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. When you have God as your right hand man, <laughs> that's a big deal. Amen. Some people have mere men as their right hand men, and those men can fail them. And if God is your right hand man, nothing can move you. Once again, I prophesy, the God that you have set before you, it will take you through the thinker, the thing, in the mighty name of Jesus. So when you pass through the waters, they will not overflow you. So when you go through the rivers, it will not overwhelm you. So when you even go through the fire, it will not burn you. Because God is your right hand man. I beg you, fight fear. Don't say it's normal. No, 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 no. Please fight it with the word of God. Open your mouth and fight fear. Because those things you are truly afraid of can actually happen. And if God shows you a revelation of something that is going to happen that is not good, pray against it. Fast. It's possible, yes, you dream, you see yourself in some unpleasant circumstances. Pray about it, fast about it, use the word of God and forget about it. Don't allow fear to settle in your heart. Don't allow it. Another place that we need prayers is that we need help. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 21. And the Bible says in 1 Chronicles 12, 21, And they helped David against the bands of raiders, for they were almighty men of valor, and they were captains in the army. For at that time they came to David day by day to help him, until it was a great army like the army of God. Every day they came to David day by day to help him, until it was a great army like the army of God. In other words, there are help and there are help. The Bible says here, what actually happened was that David was running away from Saul, and gradually his army began to grow. People were deflecting from Saul, and they were coming to David. And these were great guys. These were real warriors. They were leaving Saul, and they were coming to David. And every day, they kept coming to David. And he says here, look, these were actually mighty men of valor. They were captains in the army. So somehow, David was able to pull, to draw, to attract quality help. Is my prayer going forward, you will attract quality help. <laughs> in the mighty name of Jesus, you will attract financial helpers. You will attract prayer helpers. If you know how important it is to have somebody pray for you, please, if you don't need prayers, I need prayers. Because prayer is a covering. Amen? When you pray for somebody, you are covering that person. With the presence of God. Prayer is no joke. So, David attracted quality help. You attract quality help. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. So David became king because he had helpers. Is my prayer you'll find real help in the mighty name of Jesus. Somehow the glory of God you carry will begin to ooze out. People will see that glory and they will be drawn to you. They will just want to help you for no reason because you carry help. And you know, whatever you have in abundance, that's what you also give. You can't give what you don't have. So if you have been sufficiently helped, that means automatically you help people. People don't help because they still need help themselves. It's my prayer once again, you have abundant help. And because of the help you have, you also be able to help other people effortlessly. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, Joseph was so helped. It's amazing. And through Joseph, 70 people relocated to Egypt. In other words, because of somebody who has been sufficiently helped, other people were helped as well. Because of you, your family will testify. Your parents will thank God for the day you were born. Somebody had Jesus speaking. And the woman was so enamored, was so carried away. And she exclaimed, ah, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that you suck. I also prophesy that because of the glory of God that you carry, people will see you and they will say, blessed is the womb that bore you and blessed is the breast that you suck in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase. The Bible says in Psalm 71 verse 21, Psalm 71 verse 21, it says, God will increase my greatness and he will comfort me on every side. The same David said, God will increase my greatness and he will comfort me on every side. Psalm 115 verse 14, 115 verse 14 says, May the Lord give you increase man more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. You see, sometimes we spiritualize things unnecessarily. Because if you don't increase, your testimony will not be perfect. And God wants your testimony to be perfect. He wants that through you, when people see your life, they want to be drawn to your Christ. Man is moved by the outward appearance. It's very, very difficult for a poor man to begin to evangelize a president. He won't even have access. But if you have money, you have access to the eye and the mighty. And they also need the gospel. So God says you will increase. You will increase in righteousness. You will love God more than you love him before now. In the mighty name of Jesus, the anointing upon your life will increase. That will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. In 3 John verse 2, 3 John verse 2, John the apostle was praying. It was a prayer. You know, the KJV says, I wish above all things that you prosper. You know, wish, wish is different from a prayer. This one says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So it's not just wishes. We are praying. The 3 John verse 2 says, I pray that you prosper. And be in health, even as your soul prospers. I also pray all around prosperity. That will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. In Genesis 24, verse 1, the Bible says, Abraham was old. He was well advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. You know one lie Satan tells us? And the lie is simple. That you can't have it all. That if God blesses you emotionally, you will not be blessed financially. That you can't have it in all totality. And you will cut job for you that you can't keep receiving good and not receive evil one day that's what he tells people so this light cuts across not just you alone but the bible says here that god had blessed abraham in all things in other words the latter end of abraham when you x-ray his life it was total blessing when bible says all things is all things i prophesy you also be blessed in all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Everywhere you get to, God's glory shall be seen upon your life. And that glory will open doors for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm sure you also know good relationship is also prosperity. 
Abraham was blessed in all things. Eliezer was a blessing to Abraham, even though he was his servant. So even your relationship will be quality relationships. Those around you will bless you. Your subordinates will bless you. Your peers will bless you. Those above you will bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, peace of mind is a blessing. Peace of mind is prosperity. What's the use being a billionaire and you can't sleep in the night? What's the use being a billionaire and you are being tormented by demons? What's the use being a billionaire and you have children who are drug addicts? What's the use? But peace of mind, that will be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And we also have the power to break limits. The sons of the prophets, they came to Elisha that the place we are living in is very shallow. We want to expand our space. Maybe you are hearing me and you live in a hole. God will expand you in the mighty name of Jesus. You will have space. God will break the limits over your life. Every sin the enemy has placed upon your life, I see those ceilings disintegrating in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, enlarge your house. Isaiah 54 verse 2 to 3 says, build an addition. Say, spread out your home. Spare no expense. For you will soon be busting at the seams. Amen? You will bust at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. That will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Then you shall expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and God will make you build desolate cities in the mighty name of Jesus. Long life. Long life is a blessing. And believe me sincerely, I don't want to get to heaven on time. I don't know about you. Because heaven is eternity. It's forever. So what's the point going to heaven on time? I want to live long. And I want to live well. So that by the time I get to heaven, I will have laurels. I will have crowns. I will not just get to heaven bare and deadly. I want to make sure my works matter. I want to do so much work. So I'm not in a hurry to go. When you want to live long, three things are very essential. You need money to pay your bills at 88, at 89, amen? You don't want to depend on some children to do that for you. So you need money, you also need good health. There's no point living long, and then every day is hospital, hospital. In other words, you become an internist because you've done so much research on health, you already know. Even you, you qualify to be a doctor. There's no point <laughs> living that long and qualifying to be a doctor because you already know everything about health. And the quality relationships, when you have family around you, your children around you, is a blessing of old age. And guess what? God will give you all those blessings in Jesus' mighty name. God will honor you. God will smile on you. He will establish you. He will stabilize you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.